0: Beards Watch podcast, Charlotte's number one podcast, recording in the basement. Been two weeks. Pre-Thanksgiving was our last episode. A lot of happier times on the Panthers front, but we're still here. We're a Monday again because I'm working about almost every Tuesday with college basketball now underway, but we got Duvall, man. How you doing?
1: Doing doing pretty good, man. You know, happy Monday to you. Um, As you know, this was definitely... ...and everything like that. So... Um, I'm doing good. If you're looking for me, Rod versus Duvall on Twitter, just Duvall on Instagram.
0: All right, and Jeeves is currently sitting in traffic, so we called up Bridget. It's been a while. She's been all over the place. So how you been?
2: I've been great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I second Duval's sentiments. This is the one of the worst Mondays I've had in a while.
0: but
2: <laughs> We made it. We're here. So thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, that Monday, going back to work after a Thanksgiving break or any kind of break, Thanksgiving's tough because it's that weird in-between, so close to Christmas and New Year's, but you still got to get some work done so you don't get fired at the new fiscal year, maybe, so it's a tough one.
2: Worst.
0: (laughs) Bridget, where can you be found on social medias if you want to be found?
2: I want to be found, of course. You can find me at Wine Under the Bridge on Facebook and Instagram.
0: All right, and for me, J-Roll Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook, and then you can find our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And then if you want to see our pain from the Dolphins game just yesterday or a couple days ago, depending on when you're listening to this, find our YouTube, they see me rolling. Just the hope is what's killed me and hurt me the most because we had hope. I wish we would have just kept stinking it up and not had any of that hope. But we can get to that another time. So Follow us on that. We're almost to 1,000 subscribers there, so who knows where we're going to go with all that good stuff. Beerio cards, brewery reviews, reaction videos, all that. Our guest this evening is a guy I've known for, golly, I guess it's maybe coming up on almost 10 years now, so 8 or 9, I think. Met him back at the speed days, worked there for a little bit, and then he went on to do some hockey announcing, and he'll get into that. His last episode he was on was uh, episode 78, way back in the day. This is, you know, we're now episode 269, so pretty crazy. Alan, man, how you doing?
3: Good. Thanks for having me. I didn't realize it had been that long. It's crazy. <laughs> no, I think it, the last... feels like I was on like two months ago.
0: <laughs> I think the last time you were on, it was, it was one of those stops. You came into town, similar like you are in a couple weeks, and you came over for either a Thursday night game or a Panthers Monday night game, and we recorded the podcast at like halftime. And they were playing yeah. the Eagles, and then the Panthers ended up getting stomped, or they lost, or whatever. But it like a quick 30- to 45-minute podcast, because we weren't doing Zoom at that time. So, yeah, it's yeah. good to talk to you again, man.
3: Yeah, it's always good to talk to you. I, I know that one was in person, man. I must be the bad luck charm, because I went to your Super, <laughs> Bo- Super Bowl party when uh, the Panthers, you know, lost. And I think they had, like, the best season ever going, and then I show up, and it all fell apart. <laughs> and they lost that game, too, so... The next time the Panthers play and I'm in town, I'll stay far away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, it's it was weird. We, we Duvall and I always joke when we started doing these reaction videos, what, about two years ago, we wish we would have done it during that Super Bowl run because I feel like those games and the watch parties we had at that rental house were crazy, and the Panthers, they did. That was the best team, arguably the best team they've ever had, and then just completely shit the bed in the Super Bowl Sunday. And, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, to get us in that defeat stance would have been some great YouTube comedy for everybody else.
3: I know you talk a lot about football on this podcast, at least from what I've uh, heard when tuning in. I don't know how much you talk about fantasy football. I assume quite a bit as well. <laughs> I drafted Patrick Mahomes this year, thinking yeah. that it you know, was going to carry me pretty well. And you know, he's been all right, but not as great as I would have hoped. And I thought, you know, the one week he's on a bye, I'll just pick up a quarterback. He'll do great for one week. So, yep. of course, his path was his bye. Like, looking at the free agents, I said, oh, you know, Cam was, was really good in the, the last game that he played. So, you know, like, he'll be great again and got me six points.
0: Man, so. you really do have <laughs> some bad voodoo attached to you in the cool. Panthers. Uh, I know, yeah, I
3: know. Uh, so, it's what it is.
0: Yeah. So, Alan, where can people find you on social medias if you want to be found?
3: Yeah, so I, I'm really only active on Twitter. Um, at My name, at Alan Furing, which isn't as simple as insurance. You would hope it's A L A N, and then the last name is F U E H, R I N G, at Alan Furing. So, uh, mostly hockey talk right now. Uh, You know, I tweet a (laughs) lot of hockey-related content. So, if you like hockey, that's the place to go.
0: So, Alan is now the you're still the what play by play radio slash when you're on the internet TV announcer for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Correct.
3: Bridgeport Islanders. Islanders, that's they, right. They
0: changed their name. That's
3: right. Same team, yeah. The New York Islanders were our affiliate. We're, uh, you know, the, the top minor league team for them. with basically the feeder system for the next generation of talent up top. So um, had been the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, which that's, that's Bridgeport is the city name. And then Sound Tigers is was the, the moniker, the mascot. Yeah. Um, long story there. But got rebranded back in May. It's now just the Bridgeport Islanders. Makes it simple. And uh, yeah, going on season number six, so that means I've been uh, away from Charlotte and the Speed Channel for almost, like you said at the top there, about 10 years now, which is nuts.
0: I uh, know. It's crazy. So, I know you said it's a long story there, but uh, give us the quick story. Why did they decide to rebrand from Soundtire? Because that was such a cool logo. You brought me a jersey. I still got it. One of the coolest jerseys, I think, out there. And we'll tell the back. Before we get to that, the funny story, Alan brought me this jersey.
3: And I was going to du- say, we come to town December 18th and 19th, yep. and you're probably going to run into these same people that you're about yes.
0: to call the store. Yes, so, so Alan brought a jersey, <laughs> and, and obviously, Alan comes in town, and he's like, all right, I got some tickets for you at the gate, come on in. So Duvall comes with me, Geriana was pregnant at the time, so she stayed back at the house, and Jeeves came. And I was like, I decided, okay, still a checkers game, but you know, I'm going to throw on this jersey Alan just nicely gave me. And I had put my old Bobcats hat on, so it went perfect colors with Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. And then I had like these Nikes. I mean, I looked like a true diehard Islanders fan that was there. <laughs> and so we sat in our seats, and and at the time, there's this this fan group. I had known nothing about it. Diehard Islanders fans here in Charlotte. They got a Facebook group. And Alan, I don't know if we told you, but funny enough, one of the guys who runs that group is a teacher now with Jerrynna. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's found right. Out after.
0: I yeah, fell. yeah, fell. So, yeah, so we're sitting there and they, they start passing out flyers. They're like, hey, man, I mean, obviously, I'm the only person in the whole arena besides the players on the ice that have a Islanders Sound Tigers jersey on. Like, you're not going to get these unless you go to the team store or, in this case, have a buddy that works there and can get you one. And he's like, hey, we, we meet every, you know, we go to this bar every game. We have a podcast. We do this, we do that. And I just played along with it just because why not? I'm not gonna crush their hopes and dreams of it right now and everything. <laughs> and so yeah, and then Alan comes to find out I tell him this and he they know they know Alan. He's gone on their podcast or he's talked with him, showed up at events and everything. And then, yeah, a couple years later, this guy that run helps run that starts working at Jariana's school and is like, Hey, they when they added each other on Facebook, they are like, Hey, how do you know Alan Fearing? And they're like, She's is like, I mean, worked with my husband years ago and would go to Saeed's and cut loose and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, that's he's really I'm surprised how you know him because he, you know, obviously he calls the Sound Tigers game. And they, they look at Alan as like a god almost. You're like, oh, oh <laughs> so
3: who doesn't, I guess? Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly.
0: <laughs> so on that funny story, why did they decide to change the name away from that?
3: Yeah, no, it's uh, pretty simple. They just wanted to brand it a little bit closer to the New York Islanders, okay. um, just kind of show even that much more of a tie between the two teams. Uh, we're one of the closest parent, or I guess affiliates to the parent club. Um, when you look at proximity, and it's only about an hour and 15 minute drive down the highway, um, You know, they've really established a culture where they want players to feel like they're in the system and they're, They're almost in the NHL even without being there and just kind of run the same things, the same systems, details, all of that between the NHL and the AHL. And they just saw this as another opportunity to draw that uh, tie even tighter and closer. And, um, you know, the the fans have uh, been uh, pretty good with the change. I mean, you're always going to get a good percentage of people who say, okay, well, I'm not quite um, on that train yet. I haven't (laughs) quite bought into it yet, but it's going to take a few years. But, I mean, we've seen a lot of fans that are, very excited about it. Um, really, just brings more of a major league feel and culture to what we're doing in Bridgeport. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what it boils down to. Is just kind of uh, aligning the teams a little bit closer. Sound Tigers was really cool. It was a uh, uh, you know kind of a, a creative um, logo and one that you know was very unique. Obviously, not many teams, if any at all, in the world are called the Sound Tigers. Very, <laughs> um, you know, like just. Kind of fun, loose um, logo name in general, and now it's just a lot more major league feel, and uh, you know, a very clean, crisp new logo that they have.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny. You guys went closer, and then the Checkers down here completely abandoned the Hurricanes, and now they're getting players from like the Panthers in Florida and the the Knights in Vegas. And it was like, wait a second, what happened? It was so cool to be able to go to the Charlotte. You know, the Arena Coliseum and be like, oh, this guy may play in the big lights or play in the playoffs or whatever. And then that whole thing, I know there was all the different kind of shenanigans involved behind the scenes. Well, you just but look at
3: the same thing. You still get you the guys who are going to be called up and yeah. you still get guided for just you know one step away from the NHL rather than just going to Carolina. They're going to you know, one or two other
0: yeah. teams. Yeah, but you know, it's just funny how two different organizations kind of went in the opposite direction of yeah. yours went to more so bring people together and unify, you know, uh, synergy per se. And the Hurricanes kind of just said, well, they followed the money or whatever it was, hurt feelings behind closed doors, figure things out kind of stuff. So,
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of information on what happened <laughs> uh, with them. But, uh, you know, it, it, does, it does happen from time to time. You know, it's very rare that you get an affiliation that goes for 30, 40 years.
0: Yeah. So, Alan, is that your dog just going crazy back yeah, yeah. there?
3: Yeah, she's in the kitchen. <laughs> so, you I think me to, you want me to put her in a different room. No,
0: man, no. We'll just keep rocking with it. I know Bridget probably wants to see the dog at some point.
2: Yeah, I want to see the dog. All
0: right, well, give me two seconds. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Here we go. Look. <laughs> My dog just came in. I think she heard. The... Oh, she heard that. She heard the, the, the little barks right there, huh? Come here. You're gonna meet a dog. I guess I, I guess I just feel out
1: of place, you know. No dog, no goldfish. No no, <laughs> there, so. Oh yeah, right, that's
3: the, when I when yeah. I
0: picture Alan, that's the dogs that I picture right there.
3: So this is Sadie. She's uh, almost two years old. Sadie, look, there's a friend. Bridget, what do we got there? What's uh, what's her name or his name? This is Phoebe? Phoebe? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, baby, hey. I assume this is uh, this podcast is also a video, right?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's not. But I'll just I'll just I can screen grab from the dog photos. Oh, I'm sure to get more likes on Instagram with the dog photos than anything that's else. Photo. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, Alan, to bring that back, you've got a dog now. Last time I think when we talked, you didn't have a dog. I don't think you were married yet. I don't even know if you were engaged last time that we you were. Oh, I was drive. definitely
4: engaged. You were definitely engaged. Have, yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're married now, you got your own house, living the, living the dream up there, so what has the difference been now that you, because last time I hung out with you, I think you might have been engaged, but it was still, not single life, but you know, younger days for both of us per se, what is it, what's your difference now being married?
3: Oh boy, um, that's a of question, I mean it's not a, it's not, I think anybody tell you, it's not a whole lot different. Um, yeah. It, you know, you still get to do the fun things that you like to do. It's just you have another person that, uh, you know, lives in the house and may <laughs> like the same things, may not like the same things. And you kind of have to do a little give and take, but that's with anything in life. So uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun, though. We, uh, you know, we're having a great time. We don't have kids yet. We're just enjoying kind of traveling up and down the, the East Coast, and specifically the Part East. I mean, prior to, to moving to Connecticut back in what 2016, now I hadn't been up here, so... Going to Boston, you know, for a day trip is great. Uh, New York City is like an hour away. Um, you know, you got Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard, the, the Poconos in Pennsylvania are real close uh, in the winter time. You know, when I'm not at a hockey game, there's you know great skiing and snowboarding and stuff that's only a couple hours away. So um, very similar to you know like Charlotte, where you can drive two hours in any direction and hit something completely different. Uh, it's very similar up here. It's just more big cities. I feel like so. Um, you know, we're just enjoying getting out and trying to see the sights while we live here and, uh, you know, have some fun. But, uh, you know, it's been great. I have no complaints at all.
0: Yeah. Alan was notorious for, hey, guys, I'm going away this weekend. I'm just going to drive for four hours and find a truck stop and eat some breakfast and talk to somebody or just walk in a random nature oh, trail yeah. with somebody. And you'd be like, oh, and he would just. He just tell you like you would call him like hey we're going to so and so tonight. oh sorry I'm up in Tennessee right now at ran a random truck stop if I if I don't make it back this is my last location
3: oh my god one of my favorite things ever you know because I, I went to speed as a big racing fan NASCAR fan and I still am and one of my favorite things ever was you know having those those races that were pretty close uh, relatively <laughs> you know Martinsville Bristol obviously Charlotte right there in town but uh, so many tracks Darlington yeah. that were only a couple hours away. You know, it's like, all right, well, if I'm going to, you know, make this a trip and have an adventure out of this, I might as well just go all out, right? Like, I might as well not only go to the race, but I might as well do some things along the way. And in the case of Bristol, if that involved, you know, stopping at some roadside diner at you know, 10 o'clock at night and sitting down in the middle of a couple of you know, truckers and just hearing their story and being like, you know, what have you been up to, buddy? Right? I, am, I, I still, man. I, I have no regrets about that. Like, I'm so happy I did that because I still look back on some of those, uh, you know, other places near Darlington, where just out in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina, really, like some of those sites I never yep. needed to see in my life. But like, it just adds it adds some, uh, you know, some fun to those trips. And, and again, like, I don't keep in touch with any of those people. I don't remember any of their names or anything. But just having like a one like thirty minute conversation <laughs> with them was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that when you would just drive out and be like, "Yeah, I just talked with somebody for a while." That was always just a, a wild thing about this guy who's about six, six foot, not scrawny, scrawny, but a skinnier dude. So he had a little muscle on him, but just randomly talking to these trucker guys like, "Alan, man, you know, I'm glad you're still around. I'm glad you. I'm glad nothing <laughs> bad happened to you." You know?
3: Yeah. Listen, I'll, I'll uh, always be up for some kind of adventure like that. <laughs> I don't care how dangerous it may be <laughs> when you look back on it ten years later and be like, "Oh." what? Uh,
0: absolutely so recently on Twitter I think before the NHL season came back it was announced that you're now going to be calling some Blackhawks games so this is why I hit you up because I had to, one catch up and be nosy hey why you know how did this come about and you know is this is this maybe the next kind of move and obviously it's good to, to throw on the resume and good experience but how did this kind of come about
3: uh, yeah so I um you know I'm, I'm from I don't know how many of you guys know this I'm from Illinois. Uh, probably you know, a couple of hours south of Chicago, um, but grew up a, a huge you know, hockey fan, sports fan in general. But, uh, you know, being from Illinois, the Blackhawks was the team I watched the most as a kid. Um, and, you know, when I went to college, you know, I'll, I'll kind of start from the beginning, but I won't get into too many of the details because it's going <laughs> to take hours and hours to go through. But uh, when I went to college at Bradley University, which is in Peoria, Illinois, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I think a lot of people can relate to that probably even took till you know i was a junior senior to really kind of get a feel for okay here's what i like this may be what i want to do for a career but it might not be i have no idea so i got an internship with a hockey team there in town it's called the peoria riverman Uh, still a team today and i was there as an intern for three years and so i really kind of got immersed into the culture the media side and the broadcasting and the pr and all of that um i you know i have not played a whole lot of hockey if any in my life you know I, I certainly wasn't ever going to make it as a pro hockey player I wasn't going to make it as a pro athlete in general um, aside from maybe a race car driver I feel like I've got some talent there but I never got involved because my mom was too scared to buy me a go-kart when I was five so. <laughs> too, too, too dangerous so I don't know maybe I left some talent there on the table I don't know but I was never going to be a pro athlete of any kind so um you know I thought okay you know I've always you know really liked sports I'm passionate about it. It's, I like digging into like the stats and getting to know people and again, the media side. So I did this internship when I was a senior, I said, okay, like I'll, I'll go the sports route and I'll try this media route. Um, And then kind of specifically the broadcasting is what kind of presented itself as a primary opportunity. So I graduated, no jobs were were really available. (laughs) I did apply for one hockey job. I didn't get it, although I got to the final four. Um, And I, I, I just, you know, I was like, this Probably won't work out in hockey. Let's see what else is out there. Also, grew up a huge racing fan and a big NASCAR fan, and I um, I feel like I tell this story a lot, but it's one of my favorite stories. So when I it was June of 2012, and I didn't have a job offer. I graduated. I had nothing. I was living at home. You know, nothing really even presenting an opportunity, and I just decided to randomly reach out to a speed reporter, a pit reporter at the time, a legend in my opinion, his name is Dick Bergeron j-roll you may know yep. that name. Yep. Um, reached out to him. I said, "You know what? I really want to get into like the broadcasting media side in racing. Can you help me?" He said, "Well, I can't help you, but I can give you a name of a person." That person said, "I can't help you, but I can give you a name of a person." <laughs> and and he, for you know, people deep, all of a sudden, I came across this guy named uh, Jim chapelle And uh, j-roll you know Jim. Yeah. So I uh, I got Jim's name and. Reached out over email. I said, "Hey, you know, I'd like an opportunity to, uh, you know, work at the Speed Network. I know you're one of the high ups, higher ups there, uh, VP of something." And so he emailed back and said, "Yeah, I can meet with you tomorrow at noon if you're available." And I'm still sitting in my house in Illinois. <laughs> thinking like, oh boy, like I don't know. He must not know that I'm local. Like he must not know that I. Car, but I'm not planning on driving 12 hours. Um, but that's what I did. I drove. I drove 12 hours overnight, just on a whim. I said, "Hey, mom, I'm going to Charlotte tomorrow. I'll be back later in the week." But again, like I just kind of want to look into this opportunity. Lo and behold, I drive there. I met with Jim, and uh, right on the spot, he says, "You know what? We'll uh, we'll bring you on as a PA." Yeah. I'm thinking like, oh boy, like that, that came at me fast. Uh, okay. I guess I have a job offer. So I, I called my parents. I uh, said, you yeah, know, what do you think? Should I do this? And my dad pretty much said that, like, well, you don't want to regret anything. So just think of it that way. And I said, okay, well, I, uh, I guess I've got my first job. And so I, um, I called them back. I ended up driving back to Illinois later that day. And then like three days later, I drove back with all my stuff to Charlotte. This is a very true story. I can see Bridget's face. Yeah. Um, so ended up you know, getting that job, and that was my first job, did that for a year, and while I was there at Speed for a year, I kind of helped out with the Charlotte Checkers, because um, I knew their broadcaster a little bit, and then at the end of 2013, this is a very long-winded story, so I can't even like remember the initial question at this point, <laughs> but back in 2013, I got presented a, a job as a hockey broadcaster full-time, and so then I had to decide, okay, am I going to go that route, or am I going to to stay in, uh, in motorsports and speed and i ultimately decided to try the hockey thing and be a play-by-play guy so that's uh, where i left uh uj role and yeah. went on and did the hockey thing and so i guess now fast forward ahead you know again i've always kind of been a blackhawks fan i'd always watched them on tv now i'm starting to get reps as a full-time broadcaster and now about 10 years after accepting that first hockey job in 2013 um the TV voice of the Blackhawks uh, announced that he was going to retire after this year, and uh, so I saw that news. I sent some emails off to uh, some folks that I had known from past relationships, and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm very interested in this. I feel like you know I would do a good job. I feel like I have the experience." And they, uh, you know, they basically you know kept me in mind and uh, ended up getting a phone call back in I think late September, just offering a, a game that I did on radio. The uh, Blackhawks and St. Louis Blues in St. Louis on October the 30th. So uh, that's where it is now. You know, I did that one game. I'm hopeful that there's more. Um, But, uh, you know, that was a really cool experience to get that one game.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's that's what's up, man. Yeah, I remember that time you left, it was because when Speed was going to Fox Sports. And there was a lot of uncertainty in our building of who was going to get let go, who was going to stick on, what was going to happen in that thing. And I remember Allen getting that full-time offer, and everyone's like, I mean, you might as well take this because – The building, there's a lot of uncertainty at that time of who was going to still be there and have jobs and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah,
3: There were were a lot of little details like that that I kind of forget about sometimes, but you're correct. Yeah, Speed was transitioning to FS1. Um, I remember everybody, and you probably know this really well, too. I remember everybody got an email or some kind of uh, note across their desk saying, you know, everybody's going to individually meet um, Mm -hmm. with with someone to see, you know, are we keeping you on? Do you have a job moving forward or not? And I remember for my one-on-one meeting, I went into it thinking like, I knew I had this hockey offer out there and it was going to be such a tough decision for me to either take that or stay with speed. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I remember going into that one-on-one meeting thinking like, please just let me go. Please (laughs) tell me that they don't need me anymore. Like that would be such a weight off my shoulders because then the decisions made for me. And I remember going in there and sat down, and they're like, you "No, know, Alan, we think you do a great job. We'd like to keep you on for years to come." Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so you know, here like a big racing fan, getting an opportunity to work nationally, you know, behind the scenes uh, for a great company, still is a great company. And uh, you know, I had to choose between staying there at you know the level that, that Fox is, and or going to basically single A hockey uh, kids who didn't get drafted or fresh out of college or uh, you know essentially NCAA Division III at the SPHL (laughs) level, which is the Southern Professional Hockey League, which I am so happy that I started in that league because it was a fun league. Um, You you got a lot of great memories from it, and you could make as many mistakes as possible. Like, I'm sure I was just terrible that first year. I was so bad, but, I mean, that was a great way to learn and make mistakes, and nobody was all over your case every time you made a mistake. It was just kind of expected at that level, so that... I mean, looking back, that was one of the best things that happened to me as I you know, ended up starting there and have uh, you know, worked from there.
0: Yeah, you went from Rivermen, Swamp Rabbits, Sound Tigers. You had all these yeah. great names, and then they just <laughs> went right to the Islanders and just <laughs> meshed it together, man.
3: Yeah, I uh, I probably had as many like team names as, as anyone in such <laughs> a short amount of time because I started with the Rivermen. Yeah. I went to Greenville. They were called the Road Warriors yep. for a year. They rebranded to the Swamp Rabbits. Yep. Went to the Sound Tigers, and then we rebranded to the Islanders.
0: So, yeah. I mean,
3: in the span of like eight or nine—I guess nine years now—I've had five different teams. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. it's great right for the jersey collection because I got uh, you know five different jerseys. Whereas that's you know, true. Most people in a normal situation may only have two or three different ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what do you think? Your future-wise, are you still, I mean, obviously, you know, you're you're happy where you're at now, but is it just kind of a wait to see, or are you, would you, you know, if the Blackhawks isn't there and the Florida Panthers call offering you the head radio play-by-play, you know, I guess, what are you open to?
3: Yeah, I, I'm open to anything, man. Uh, I guess we'll just see what's out there, you know. Obviously, yeah. uh, Chicago's my, my home city, if you will, um, yeah. as far as the big cities around, and uh you know, so that's that's the dream for me. Um, but the New York Islanders have been so good to me the last six years. I mean, if they call and offer me a position, obviously I'm going to say yes to that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it, it's one of those things. Where you just we'll see what's out there. You really can't think too much about it because you end up just driving yourself crazy. Yeah, that's, that's with any profession and anything in life. You know, you don't want to think too much about what's ahead and what's a possibility and what's not because you'll just end up you know, making yourself insane. <laughs>
0: Duvall, I know sure. you got something in there.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to ask, just and and coming from a, being in the sports, as far as we're transitioning, I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but, I mean, games, they're having more fans, all that type of stuff. So how was, like, last year in hockey versus this year, and, and kind of what have you learned and kind of gained from not having fans and having fans, whether it be at full capacity or at a, a smaller capacity.
3: Yeah, I've learned that you cannot understate the importance of having fans in a venue <laughs> and what that means. <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of times you take fans for granted and you yeah. take the cheaters and the boos and, and all of the noise and just the energy or lack thereof you know, for granted, and, and it is absolutely what makes sports so great You can talk about all the great plays on the ice, on the court, whatever it is on the field, Um, you know, all the great athletes that come and go. But, you know, that's really nothing without the fans. And it sounds a little cliche, but like last year we played 24 games with our hockey team. Uh, Fans, you know, weren't allowed uh, just due to the pandemic. You know, we had to keep everyone away. We had the doors shut. We had one one o'clock games. Um, You know, it was just completely different. It just felt like, you know, practices, really, yeah. and it, uh, you know, it was it was not fun at all, and then, you know, this year, now, we're back to 7 o'clock starts at night, you know, fans in the venue, um, you know, we still do have a, a mask mandate, and, you know, folks have to show a vaccine card, and so we're not quite back to absolute 100% normalcy yet, but, um, you know, I, I really found out that it just, it, it sucks so much of just the excitement and the, the fun and thrill of sports out when you don't have fans in attendance. That's Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. I mean, it's <laughs> it's hard to get up for games when they just kind of again feel like practices.
0: Well, didn't and Alan did Wasn't there a time you did a game and it was snowing here in Charlotte and they actually didn't have any fans? So you had yeah. a little bit of experience with that before the pandemic because I remember you you know texting me about it because and it ended up being on Sports Center or whatever because there was nobody. In that Bojangles Coliseum because it was snowing and they didn't want anyone to risk it. Mm-hmm. And I remember you talking about how eerie it was. Just it felt like you said a practice or showing up in a little league game yeah. when it's just parent. There was you know barely anybody there. So
3: yeah, it uh, you know that was that was certainly something that at the time was very surreal and, and nobody had gone through an experience like that before. And who knew that that was going to kind of prep our team <laughs> for a couple years later? Yeah. <laughs> Most people were saying like, oh, I don't know how this is going to work, and we were all like, oh, we've been through this before. Just, Different circumstance, but uh, yeah, I mean that was that was weird, and you know you could hear. I had my ice ice mics cranked all the way up so I could hear the skates and the hits a little extra loud, and uh, you know I didn't know that it was going to pick up people on the bench and and conversations in the penalty box that weren't necessarily. appropriate for you know, over the year <laughs> night and, you know if somebody gets a slashing penalty that they don't agree with and they go sit in the box and they're venting about it and, you know I, a couple times i'd reach over real quick and fill the microphone down below
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, so go um, ahead yeah so i'm, I'm gonna kind of go back to and and i know you've talked about just kind of you've done the blackhawks game and now you and you've done the islanders game so what was the biggest difference because of course one is of course, well, they're both professional, but one's like kind of minor versus professional. And of, of course, Island as a the player. Bridge, Fort Islanders? Islanders yeah. Versus the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Like So yeah. commentating the game. And of course, as a player, you know, there's a huge trans- transition from college to pro or, you know, G League to professional, the speed or whatever. So kind of what yeah. was the, the biggest kind of adjustment for that game and kind of what did you take away from that?
3: Yeah, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. There it wasn't a whole lot different for me um, because, and I mean this absolutely 100%, you know, serious. Like I try to take every Bridgeport game that I do like it's an NHL game. Um, yeah. You know, I certainly don't go to, into any game I do feel it's meaningless or this one's minor league versus major league or whatnot. I mean, I treat them all the same. now, um, you know, there was – There was a lot of – well, I guess for the Blackhawks one, it wasn't really that different for me. I did two New York Islanders games uh, back in April, and those were my first two NHL games that I'd ever done. And so um, basically I I went into those first games back in April that I did – kind of, you know, anxious, uh, and the nerves were going, you know, I certainly had the butterflies, which right before the game felt more like seagulls in my stomach. Like <laughs> I, was just, I was so nervous going into it. And, you know, I felt as prepared as I could be, but yet just the excitement and the anxiety over doing your first NHL game. And I think it's like that for players and, and coaches too, you know, you get that opportunity to make your debut and it's a little different, even though it's something you've been doing your whole life, you just go into it thinking like, Oh boy, like this is it. This is the big time. And so I think having those two games with the New York Islanders really helped me out more than I ever thought they would when I got this next opportunity or this, this previous one back in October, because I went into that game just feeling so calm and like, okay, I've been here before. Um, I haven't called games for this team yet, but it's like riding a bike. It's all the same. And so, you know, that, uh, that was big for me. Um, And again, I, I don't think the Chicago game I did against St. Louis was a whole lot different from any other game I've done. Uh, the vantage point's a little bit higher. You're higher up in the NHL just because <laughs> the press boxes are, are more elevated with all the fans and the, the stands down below. Uh, but you know, as far as calling the actual game and having sponsor reads and uh, everything else, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hockey game. It, it moves about the same pace even that the AHL does.
0: We're now, cool. we talked like you said, if hockey, but would you ever go back to motorsports or any other sports if it presented itself?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, like I said before in your, in your question a minute ago, like I'm open to anything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to close the door on any possibilities. Like I, I have very, very little uh, like baseball experience, but if the Chicago Cubs call tomorrow, which they won't, and they said, you know, <laughs> would you like to come in and uh, call games for the Cubs next year? Like, great. Where do yeah. I sign? So uh, yeah, I, I uh, you know, I'm up for really any challenge and, motorsports has always been a part of my life as a fan so i would uh, absolutely be willing to you know discuss that and and hopefully hopefully down the road you know that is something maybe in the summers 10 years from now when hockey's not going on maybe there's an opportunity to do a a set of you know six even truck series races or anything i'd love to do that
0: do you still have the jeff gordon mobile (laughs)
3: <laughs> no no that uh oh
0: you sold it you got it rid of it long,
3: yeah, a long time ago this the, i had a chevy monte carlo and it was you know it was mm. an yeah, edition, addition so it had the uh, the emblems and everything inside mm. it yeah that was 2016 yeah, oh, okay. I, uh, I got rid of that one unfortunately had to uh just it was had too many miles on it ended up getting a, a blue kia optima so I got the same color, just not really the same I just color. remember
0: seeing Alan pull up with that thing, flamed out, Jeff Gordon mobile. And now, anytime I see one still out in the streets, I think it's Alan, no matter what color it is. Because they're still out there, but they're just few and far between. The Jeff yeah, Gordon yeah. souped up Monte Carlos.
3: Yeah, oh yeah. Those things will be uh, worth a lot of money, I feel like, 20 years from now. Somebody's still going to have one of those. Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because Alan, I remember moving, that was his moving car. So he would pack that when he when he left. He packed as much as he could. He tried to get a couch in there, but it wouldn't fit. So he had to give that to somebody <laughs> Absolutely else. <not>. Yeah,
4: <laughs>
0: he tried to give the couch to us, but our apartment was already full of six couches. So yeah, it was just funny yeah. trying to see him pack that Monte Carlo to the brim.
3: Speaking of apartments, are you still uh, banned from that one for life? <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I think they they told us we were on their their list, the Bexley Greenway apartments, but. I haven't gone back to any apartment life and asked them, but I'm sure we would probably way down on the list now. They've changed the names. It's a whole different name because I drive by it still going to work uh, to yeah. and from, and they've now changed the name completely. Uh, it's not a Bexley anymore. Someone bought them or something, but, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Jeeves Why is, Why were you banned? Why were you banned? <laughs> why were we banned, Duvall? You remember. So it was near – I think I had, what, like a couple months left on my lease – And we knew we were leaving. Like, I was going to move in with Jerrianna, so me and Jeeves were there. Jerrianna had already, like, moved in halfway because her lease had ran out. And I think we just decided on, like, those Game of Thrones nights, we would go and have pool parties after the pool would close. And you got, like, three strikes. And, like, the first strike – and we've been pretty good for the two years we lived there. The first strike, they're like, all right, you can't do it again. And then we were just like, well, screw it. We're leaving in two weeks. Like, what – like – I don't know what else they can do, you know. <laughs> they hit us with a second strike, and then I think they hit us with a third strike. It was literally like three days before we were going to move out, and we were like, we're leaving in three days. Like, all right, when Jeebs, when I moved out, Jeebs and Trent, or were you going to live with them, Allen? Or were you leaving?
3: Yeah, I think I was leaving.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jeebs and Trent were going to just re-up at that spot, and the lady was like, no, you guys have been banned from any Bexley properties in North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, whatever it is. We were like, dang. So, yeah. We had some some good old times over there at the Bexley Greenway spot. There's still a, there's still a funny photo floating around. It pops up on my time hop every now and then of Alan uh, trying Jerry and his shoes on. Sitting in the recliner, those little flip flops. You put on those little flip flops, and you because they were so small on your feet. It's pretty funny. I have to send it to you next time. Was he time. drunk?
3: Yeah, I don't remember that one. He, yeah, he was probably a little
0: buzzed. He was probably a little buzzed. Yeah, I was gonna say. Was... So uh, there
3: was a, there was one with a cat. I remember. I took a picture like a selfie yes. with of all the cat, but
0: yeah, and that one I had hung up at my desk actually, and you signed it for me, and it's still there okay. on the side of my desk drawer as a joke of you, like because everyone kind of made fun of Alex. He posted it on his Instagram of him and the cat, like him and uh, Miko cuddling up together. It's pretty funny.
3: Oh uh, I still have a long John Silver's poster in my garage right now that's signed by everybody at the office, including you know, Double A and, and Sam Hornish Jr. <laughs> and Jimmy Spencer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One of my most prized possessions. <laughs> Bridget, you got anything? Oh, you could, I can't. You're by, yeah, you're on mute or your audio is not working or... Yeah, it's, it's low, but...
2: Okay, I'll try to talk about... It. You now?
0: There you go. Okay, I have a random question. So, I know that, like, obviously when you're broadcasting you're calling what you see in
2: front of you, but how much prep work goes into broadcasting a game? Is there a lot that goes into, like, what you do before the game to try to get ready for it?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, way more than you would think. It's probably, what is it, boiled down to, like, to be like successful and prepared, you got to have like two hours of prep for every hour that you're on the air is like the rule. So if you're on the air for three hours, you know, that's six hours of, of prep. So, you know, it, it's quite a bit, um, you know, it, it's easier in the American hockey league, which, which I am here in Bridgeport because we see Hartford, Springfield, Providence, some of our closest rivals, like 12 times a year. So when you do the prep for them initially, a lot of it's just updating and you're already familiar with, players and such but uh you know like learning the players and the numbers is probably the easiest part like I make little flash cards it's got the number on one side the name on the other and I can do that for five minutes and be prepared so like that's the memorizing of the players themselves is easy it's the background info and researching you know where a guy came from and what connections to other players he might have or what's a cool story about his family or you know those little tidbits that make you know Mike Tirico um, right Michaels and joe buck and like all those other guys so good uh, as far as knowing background info like that takes the longest i think
2: yeah i always wondered how much of that was the actual announcer learning that beforehand or if it was like that to you guys somehow from somebody else that was like had imp- relevant information to give you uh, when the time's right but yeah
3: yeah when you get up to uh the, the highest level you know the the NHL, the MLB, whatever it is, you know, you have spotters there, you have uh, assistants who research things for you, or you have statisticians that sit right next to you and can write down really quick on a whiteboard and show you um, specific things that may not cross your mind. You know, we haven't had a whistle or a penalty in the last six minutes. You might not be able to put that together real quick. Or this person now, this, this person has now, you know, scored a goal in 12 straight Tuesday games or something random. Like, You know stuff like that. You can't really prepare for that type of stuff. I mean, you can, but you know that's that's going to be tough to come up with on the spot. But a lot of it is like you know. So I type up things on a a legal-sized spreadsheet. I print that off, and I probably look down at that ten percent of the time I'm calling games, and and the rest of the time, like it's just got to be in your head. You know, everything happens so quickly, no matter what sport it is, that if you don't have it right away, you know. Yes, you can circle back minutes later, but it just doesn't have that same effect. So yeah. a lot of it you have to have in your head for you know a play that happens, in a lot of the bigger times You know, when you see a, a highlight, real catch on for a touchdown, or you know, a, a guy scores a hat trick goal, like you want to have something prepared for that big moment. You know, that was his fifth, you know, career hat trick, or um, yeah, just some kind of random note.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I bet it's harder for hockey too because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of downtime like a free throw or something like that basketball or field goal or something like football. There's not a lot of that that type of stuff in hockey right
3: yeah a lot of those other sports you get some time to look down just like you mentioned um hockey isn't that way like you have to have it in your head so and there's there's plenty of games where i'll prep for you know five six hours and then i'll look back after the game and realize i probably use five percent of what i actually <laughs> And, you know, you'd like to not think, like, the other 95% of your time was wasted because it wasn't. Like, at some point, you're going to be able to use that information. You just have to find the right time. Like, if I'm doing a a Bridgeport against Charlotte game, we play them eight times a year. The first time we play them, so this year it's going to be coming up this next weekend because we have a home game against them, I'm going to prep a lot for that game. And I'm probably not going to use very much of what I prepped. But in March, when we play the Checkers for the seventh time of the year – I'm still gonna be able to, you know, have those notes and something will come up and then it's you know, a little bit easier to to prepare for those games because you've already done kind of the light work.
2: Wow, that's really cool.
3: I have a question for uh for Bridget. How are you the backup to Jeeves? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should be switched. I, I feel <laughs> like Bridget's gotta be the go-to and you know,
0: Jeeves can fill in. So I always say <laughs> <and> I'm an upgrade. <laughs> So, it really comes down to a, the best ability is availability. And Jeeves and Duval are available a lot more. I mean, Jeeves has just recently started dating somebody. so But, you know, she's got her own gig. He's still got his own place, so he's got a lot more time. Bridget is married. She's got a dog. She does – it has been a while since she's been on, but she steps up what needed to be. I think last time I asked her, she might have been busy or whatever. She's been on our watch party videos. I told her, I think a year ago at this time, she is like the – uh, second or third option, first actually I think it's the first option first up when Jeeves or Duvall can't do it. And Duvall is still a, a single dude living at his house, kinda, you know, he's always he's working from home still. So the job ain't yeah. keeping him at the office late. He knows he can just flip his phone on and he's right then and there. So that would be why and Jeeves always, as you know Alan, is good for a random WTF moment of just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, so that that's kinda where it goes to. No, yeah,
3: I'm just I'm just playing. I just need to throw back <laughs> Well, it,
0: I forgot to
2: tell you that my brother John told me that you guys should have an Ask Jeeves sec, like, section of your podcast where you just ask him a question and get his response. And it's that's
1: heavy.
0: a thousand yeah. that's, that's you. Yeah. See, so so what we can do then is we need to add that section to the notebook where people specifically want questions to ask Jeeves so then we can pick one every time he's on and say, all right, from Bridget, she wants to know Jeeves, da 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 da, da. So, that's a good idea. Yes. Always open yes. to, always open to new and, new and fresh ideas. So, all right, Alan, before we get to our notebook question, what is the hardest name that you've had to pronounce calling <laughs> hockey? Because with those Russian names and some of them foreign ones, they can be tough. Oh, Do you remember man. your hardest name or one that you maybe just couldn't even, the hardest you tried and you couldn't get it and you just had a little off?
3: Yeah, I don't, that's, a, that's a tough one to throw at me. I, there's been a lot. Um... I mean, still, fans will tell you to this day, like, there's still names that I probably can't get down. (laughs) Not for our team, but uh, for for other teams. You know, it's easy for us. I can go into the locker room whenever I want and say, hey, man, can you say your name for me? (laughs) And I'll just, like, listen really close, and I'll repeat it to them 12 times. But it's the visiting teams that I don't have access to the players that I just kind of guess, or I Go off what the guy for that team tells me, and then I never can get it down. But um, let me look on Google. There's a guy who played for Greenville, I think they were the Swamp Rabbits at the time. His name was like Richard Nyej Kleb, something like that. He's from the Czech Republic. I'm sure that's not correct. I don't think I ever got that one down. Um, Thankfully, he played – what's that?
2: I would find it hard to cheer for a team called the Swamp Rabbits. I just have to be honest.
0: They're still there. A lot of people love them. Alan, Alan, I've I've got some hats and like a zip bag. Uh, that Alan brought over from his, his time there. It's a, I, I do have to say it's a sweet logo.
3: It is. It is really cool. I yeah. like it a lot. Um, so this guy played 41 games my second year. So we, we had a 72-game season, I believe. So he was only there for half the year, thankfully. Um, he was a good player, though. I just could never say his name. Uh, it's spelled N. His last name is N E J E Z C H L E B. So wow. there's uh, almost no no vowels in there. Wow. Um, I, I think it's like Nyejlev. N- n- wow. He's from the Czech Republic. I never did get that one down, as you can tell. But that, that might be up there. That's like the first one that came to my mind. Okay. I know there's other guys. In- yeah. Too, but that's probably number one.
0: <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So is, is he still playing? Or is he retired now? Uh, no, I
3: think he's, let me look. I think he's retired. Yeah. If he is still playing, it's over in Europe. Okay. I, he might be over in Europe right now.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. What? Can you give me two seconds, real quick? Yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah. No, not the dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do y'all have any uh, final questions before we dive into the notebook?
1: Oh, I don't. I don't have any. Okay,
0: no worries.
2: I tried my hardest to think of a hockey related question.
0: No, that was solid. That was good. Like you said, I don't know if G, G probably wouldn't have been able to come up with it. So you know, you, you got him a step up on that. You know. <laughs>
2: james probably doesn't have audio issues
0: though <laughs> very true he he's a he's i a don't lone... i don't know
1: because sometimes his internet goes that's true that's you, true he, he, i don't i don't know he has he'll have internet
0: internet snake issues because them snakes be coiling yes. up in the uh in the wires at his uh house they're uh-huh. ridden, so and yeah, you know he's totally got some good. extracurricular activities on his internet and computer that might that might yeah. slow it down exactly I hate to see it. I, I know. It. I know, Bridget, you got you, you still haven't <laughs> still haven't met his uh, sweet thing yet.
2: I know. I'm thinking I have literally already looked ahead to next when we can play next week. What
0: they time? Don't, they're, 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 oh. by, they're on a bye next week. Oh, bye. So they don't play you can still come over and hang. I don't think, you know, Jeeves is and his girl are coming over, but uh they don't play again till like the twelfth, I think, is the next December twelfth. Damn. So Yeah. All right. Oh. Allen's back. So, Alan, uh, go ahead and and look at our – it's not really a notebook anymore. It's more of a Google Sheet, but our warehouse distillery, Wine Under the Bridge, Bridget's here. Wine Under the Bridge notebook slash Google Sheet questions. Alan, you scroll through there. Pick you one, obviously, that isn't highlighted. Read the name if it's there, and then you ask it. We'll all answer it. While you're doing that, even though it's Monday, we'll do a quick NFL Pick'em Top 10. Eddie Hutto's still first. Caleb second, Jeff Huck's third, All Favorites has gotten all the way up to fourth, Steve Quarter fifth. What? Yeah, I know. Cosby sixth, uh, Stevie is seventh, Lurs is eighth, Gaudette's ninth, and The Kid, Tyler Kakeli, is tenth. Duval, think you're fifteenth, I'm twenty-fifth. Bridget, I forgot to look where you were And the pick You're probably
2: not worth okay. it.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it's been, it's I think I've officially given up on picking the Panthers to win now. They're just going to be – I'm picking against them every week. I've been burned the last two weeks. I thought they were going to yeah. bounce back with a game yesterday, and they did not. And so now I've just got to lick my wounds and see if I can make a run in the top ten in these final five, five, six weeks.
2: I did pick the Giants correctly yesterday.
0: There you go. Maybe. You might as well pick them every week.
1: I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
2: just to yeah. give yourself something
1: to look forward yeah. to. Yeah. I can't the thought of not picking them and they do win them that's terrible it's hard I've done that with the panthers I yep. picked them to yep. lose and somehow they win yep. and it's just like I've gotten the last of win and
0: they lose Yeah, I've gotten the last three wrongs I picked definitely picked the Cardinals against them and then I yep. picked them to yep. win washington and I picked them to win Miami and so they've been hurting me so I'm, I'm definitely I don't know what they're gonna do this bye week they got to turn something around figure it out christian McCaffrey's out for the season I you know it's just it's sad out here in the in the Charlotte streets. Yeah, Alan, you got. Point it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they, yeah, they they play here. They play here in about an hour and a half, and they've been a lot more entertaining. Sure. So,
2: I'll be locked in.
0: Yep, Alan, you got one. Or are you still searching? Oh, I got one. All right. Some of these are tough. <laughs> All right, fire away. All
3: right, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, this one. Interests me. What is correct? Cereal plus milk or milk plus cereal? Cereal. Oh, sorry. Absolutely. Cereal and milk.
0: Yeah, that's That's Duval's question. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry. Cereal and then you add the milk. Yes. That's the only way to go. Like, like, because you can't, you can always add more milk. Like, you know, you add the cereal, then you just add milk, and you're like, okay, I'm sorry, you can add more cereal. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, I was just going to say. Bad. I flipped it. My bad. My bad. Cereal, yes.
0: then milk. I agree. Cereal so wouldn't milk. that then be
2: milk plus cereal when you add additional cereal?
1: Okay, listen. You're going a little extra. Now you're, now you're trying to go deeper into to mm-hmm. my, to, to my, my theory, okay? Cereal, then you
0: add the milk. When you start it off, you pour cereal in the bowl first, then you add the milk. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: So everybody agrees with that one. That was pretty, you know. Bridget, you the same? Right, let's, go,
3: let's go with Let's go with one more then. Yeah, absolutely.
0: We can go with, We can go <laughs> with as many as we want if we if we you know. T- let's t- get
2: spicy. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: This
3: because this one's this one's way more just broad. What's your favorite thing about summer? From Kevin, Kevin P.
0: Kevin P. Kevin Petriella. Favorite thing about summer right now? I actually you know Alan brought up the first person's name that came to mind that was tough for him. First thing that came to mind, because I had this thought last night and even today, because the Panthers have pissed me off these last two weeks. The best thing about summer is there's no sport that's going I mean, NBA could be going on, but the Panthers don't play during the summer, and it's all hope, and I don't have to worry about them completely destroying my hopes and dreams on Sunday afternoons, and I can just go on vacations with the family and make memories that way instead of being saddened by just the output of porous football play on Sunday. So I'll go with that.
3: And and also summer leads into the football season. So you carry that hope through the yes. summer where it's yes. not like right when the season ends and yep. you're either just you know, completely down in the dumps or, or angry yes. or whatever. Like
0: there's six weeks left in the Panther season. I knew they weren't supposed to be good like or great, but that sliver of hope when they won a little bit and they got Cam, and they looked so good for two weeks, even though they lost last week against Washington. And then just to completely shit the bed, on this past mm-hmm. Sunday against Miami, and you're just like, damn, there's five games left, and you're not really as excited to watch them, and you should be excited. And the whole point is, like, we don't know what – are they rebuilding? Are they trying to win now? We don't know, and I guess that's a little toss into it. But, yes, summer, you're looking for – it was after the draft in the spring. Everything's hopeful. There's no nothing bad's happened, barring any injuries here and there, but you still never know. And, and again, then it leads into fall, cooler weather, but that would be my answer. So, yeah. Who's next?
4: Go ahead, Bridget. <laughs> I have several
2: things I love about summer. The NBA playoffs are in the summer, right? I like that. I like watching the eighties all summer, and um, I really like how my skin tone benefits from the summer.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll say one. My birthday's in the summer, so I'm happy about that um baseball definitely is kind of like in its prime at that time so it's kind of good to catch a couple of games um I would say I, I would say just outside of that it would just be the weather um even though in me being a runner like I actually embrace the heat more so than the cold weather now granted I run in the cold weather too but I'd rather be I'd rather it be ninety ninety five and I go running weather than be thirty five or forty and I go running. I know, I know. <laughs> that you're just like, You'd rather good, be sweating nutsack off. Yeah. You crazy? I, I absolutely would. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's what it is. And and I know it's just weird because everybody's like, "Oh, you're running. It's hot as hell outside." I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah, you know. So I think the weather uh, and my birthday and then just. Baseball, no, no stress of other sports, because during that time, your baseball team could lose seven straight and still go to the playoffs and win Um, the World Series, i.e. the Braves, you know, they play like terrible half the year, you know, so football, you don't really have as many.
2: And they play every day. I mean, Mm. we're still, now we're adults, we're still working during the summer, but you get that like day baseball game that you can put on like while you're working if you're, able to or listen to it while
3: you're working it's so clutch yep yep mine is just uh well i mean hanging with friends is always better when it's outside and it's warm and all that but like grilling out you know whether it's on on the beach or on the back patio or whatever grilling out and you know just enjoying a nice day um i don't know why it keeps popping up in my mind but like just mowing the yard (laughs) and then sitting on the patio and like having a nice cold beverage and looking out at it, like the nice clean lines.
2: Oh and my like
3: gosh! on you, like that is just like the most.
2: <laughs> you sound big. so
1: adult. You sound so. You I sound know. So, I know. So mature. Oh. Oh. But no. I like so agree. <laughs> the way your grass looks right after
3: you cut it is like it's
2: almost. Yeah, a
3: you, you got sweat on what? your forehead. You're looking out at, at the lines. They're just perfect. You got a beverage there. You know, maybe the dogs <laughs> running around in the grass. It's freshly mowed. Like I, I don't think anything beats that.
0: I, it's funny yeah, alan said, says I that, that i remember when he was living in an apartment complex and he was he would come over to a rental house and be like man i miss mowing a good lawn man <laughs> i didn't even talk about it. i do miss mowing a good lawn and getting this i'm with you alan there is nothing like a good lawn post yard work beer but these summertime heat in north carolina can beat you down after you're mowing a little bit i mean what's the hottest it gets up to where you live during the summer?
3: It gets pretty warm. It's uh, you know it's in the 90s. But you don't sure. have that
0: humidity though, right?
3: Yeah, it probably doesn't break 100. It gets humid too. It's nothing okay. like what you guys deal with in, in Carolina. I know that, but um, it, it does get up into the 90s consistently sometimes in okay. July, August. Do so, you have uh, central air? Yeah, we have central air. Thank goodness. <laughs> and what I've noticed is a lot of houses in our area anyway, or like in the Northeast, don't like it's. Right. It's not something that you see a lot of, and anyway. when. My wife and I, you know, at the time we were dating and we were in an apartment and we were looking around and we're like, gosh, like not a lot of places have central air and not a lot of places have an attached garage. Mm. Mm. The second yeah. house we looked at had both and we said, done. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's tough. I lived with no air condition one year in college. They had dorm rooms that didn't have AC and it was brutal from that when you move in at the end of August, early September until it gets to like mid October because you just gotta use like twenty million fans and it's just hot and sticky and your windows always open. Uh, and then of course near the end there, luckily you get out around May, but those hot days can be tough. But yeah, no no AC is just that's a tough life to live.
2: It's a luxury you don't realize it's a
0: luxury until like, you don't have it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So wow, there was something else. I was gonna bring up alan because you brought up the no ac but it slipped my mind no worries oh i was gonna say what is your favorite thin post mowing grass beer what are you sipping on oh nothing special um just bush light bush light okay i know you were a hardcore bud light guy so i didn't know if you were going with that or
3: bud light bush light you know budweiser okay it's you to keep it what, simple, man.
0: What I was going to tell you is what you need to do is get you a pack of the Bud Light oranges. It's almost like an adult Gatorade after a, a long yard work session. I'm telling you, it goes down. It's like drinking an orange Gatorade, but you got alcohol in it and a hot day. You get those or you get those uh, Natty Light uh, lemonade, summer lemonades or whatever. The uh, and Those things are fantastic as well. Those are good post-yard work beers.
3: I'll keep that in
0: mind. You should. You should. It's a. Good, it's a good hit. Replenishes right the soul. Yeah. I need
1: those after my runs. then. you do. Since that's what you're saying. You do. Okay. You should.
0: You should definitely get them. They're, they're the best post-yard work beer out there. The Bud Light Oranges. So. Okay. Good to know. All right. Any final uh, thoughts? Final questions, Alan? You got anything?
3: No, man. I just uh, appreciate you guys having me on. It's always great to talk to you. Um, you know, it's uh, Bridget. It's nice to meet you. All always you good well. you. I hope the, the family's good. I hope the kiddos are good. I hope oh, Jerriana's yeah. doing well.
0: Oh, yeah, doing good. Hopefully we can get out to that game. You just have to remind me like a week out. Uh, now, that, Or just shoot me a text afterwards to get those dates so I can put it down on the calendar. Hopefully we can make it out there to that checkers game and all that stuff. And If not, at least maybe hang out a couple days before if you've got some free time. Grab some dinner. Grab something. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I uh, always love to catch up with you guys. Hope you had a, a good Thanksgiving.
0: Oh yeah, you too, man. You too. You too, man. All right, so uh, Duvall, Bridget, anything final? No. All right. Happy to be here. All right. Well, Alan, stick around a little bit after, so we can grab a screen grab. But uh, other than that, Bridget, since it's been a long time, how do we end the podcast?
2: Peace. <laughs> <laughs>